any kind of business, it's about sales, it's about production. I couldn't do it for the sake of meeting a goal or meeting a number. So just be there, be a resource for them. You're listening to the new season of Find the Good News. Episode 60, The Free Fall, featuring Lydia Fruget and Kyle Medier of the Tower Hour podcast. Find the Good News is produced by Parker Brand Creative Services, a branding agency that thinks sideways, pushes forward, and gets your brand up. See what else we do at parkerbrandup.com. Welcome to Episode 60, the first episode of the new season of Find the Good News. In this episode, I get to visit with the hosts of The Tower Hour, one of the podcasts we produce under the Parker Brand Creative Services umbrella. I've really enjoyed the conversations between Lydia and Kyle and their guests, and I thought it would be great to have them on the other side of the experience. I think you'll enjoy meeting them both. I'm really excited about this year of Find the Good News. We experimented with a variety of things last season, many of them stuck so you can expect even more mixtapes, road trips, and live episodes right out of the gate. Next week, we have two live episodes. The first is with the folks from Whistle Stop. They'll be promoting their upcoming Spooky Fun Run fundraiser taking place right here in Sulphur, Louisiana. The second live show will be with the editors and chefs of Southern Cast Iron Magazine. They'll be here to promote the Southern Cast Iron Cook-Off taking place in Lake Charles, Louisiana next month. You can listen and chat live on both of these episodes using the Mixler app. You can get that app at Mixler.com for your smartphone. That's M-I-X-L-R.com. We have a lot of fun on these live shows and the listeners get to play along and take the live wire challenge with lightning round. Make sure to follow Find the Good News on social media for the specific dates, times, and links to the live shows. Next Wednesday's regularly scheduled episode features my conversation with Ted Thibodeau and Jody Barilow of the group Halos. This is an important episode for anyone that has lost a loved one or friend to suicide. Halos is a Southwest Louisiana support group that offers a safe and healing space to work through the feelings that come with this specific type of loss. With death by suicide numbers being disproportionately high in Calcasieu Parish, their work is more important than ever. This is an episode that you'll want to listen to and share. This new season is already shaping up to be something special, and I'm honored to bring these conversations with good people right to your ears week after week. Now. Let's shake the cobwebs from our minds, get in a really good stretch, roll your neck a few times, maybe even crack your knuckles, and press play on a new season of Find the Good News. I never planned on producing podcasts for other people when I dreamed up Find the Good News, but when I met Lydia Frugier and Kyle Medier, both young lenders at Bank FMBD, I could see that they had a special passion for people's stories and the gift you need to carry an ongoing podcast, the ability to move a conversation into interesting territory. It might be very easy to feel a little blasé when it comes to talking dollars and cents, but after producing their first episode of the Tower Hour, I knew there was nothing bland about this dynamic duo, nor the conversations they were going to have with their local guests. The Tower Hour podcast is now 10 episodes strong, with several more recorded for launch and even more scheduled for the future. The guests are interesting, sharing their hopes, dreams, plans, and pitfalls with Lydia and Kyle. They explore personal territory, and what I've discovered is that tales of dollars and cents are often painted with wonderful colors, adorned with the details that travel in the tailwind of a human life. 
Their guests provide fresh perspectives on entrepreneurship, each with their own unique motivations, plans, and advice. So often we see only the brand from the outside of the package, but Lydia and Kyle provide a fresh look from inside the container, taking each guest on a series of free fall questions designed to give listeners a peek inside their hearts and minds. I have enjoyed getting to know these young bank FMBD bankers. They have a positive energy and seem truly motivated to help people through their service. More than that, I continue to enjoy working with them on their podcast, The Tower Hour, and I look forward to sitting silently during their guest interviews, absorbing each and every word, and I believe you will too. Wake up, it's morning, you're dreaming up a story I can hear the way it's going. Cause you're laughing in your sleep On the path to your deliverance And a holy wall of light Pouring through your window Old news, bad news, fake news Sometimes you just want to shut it all down And get no news at all With Find the Good News, I aim to change that By focusing on good people doing good work I visit with artists, educators, civic and spiritual leaders Musicians, business owners, students, volunteers And everyday citizens who are using their creativity, resources and talents To bring hope and happiness to their corner of the world In each episode, I dig into the hearts and minds of my extraordinary guests We have street-level conversations about relatable things going on in their lives. Discover the critical life experiences that shape them, the perspectives that drive them, and the fundamental beliefs that are anchoring them to a path of goodness. There's a lot of news in the world. My name is Oren Parker, and I'm going to find the good. And I love you just. We're rolling, by the way. Just warning y'all. Okay. <laughs> I usually sabotage people. I don't know if y'all have listened to my show, just but like I randomly start it. Yeah, I start yeah. it, and then like sometimes they're like thirty minutes in, and they're like, we "Are we are we recording yet?" And I'm like, "Yeah." They're like, "Dang, I didn't even know." Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to do that. We we I was ready for anything, so okay. I wouldn't have been surprised. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to do that because you guys actually, just so people listening know, y'all come here once a week. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm with Kyle Medier and Lydia Frugier from the Tower Hour podcast with Bank FMBD. Shout out. Yeah. So just a little quick story for the listeners so they understand. You know, I've had other guests come on this show that produce local podcasts. I'm kind of trying to make my way through everybody locally. There's not that many, honestly. Mm-hmm. And y'all are on that short list, which I think is actually kind of cool to be on the front end of something. Because I, I promise you, I just... Five years from now, there's going to be podcasts all over the landscape. Everybody's going to realize they can do it. They can do good shows. I mean, you're seeing people do it now. Right. You know, and we're having conversations with other people who are going, hey, I want to do a show, too. Like what you're doing, Orrin, is you're going out, you're finding the good news out of all that, and you're bringing and you're shining light on the on the ones that, that stuck through it. And, it was like, and now you're seeing the result of something that's been over a long period of time often. You don't just wake yeah. up that person. Yeah, resilience is something that you learn, but uh, it's something I've always wanted. I mean, I've always wanted to be resilient. I mean, sure, would I like more peaceful times? Absolutely. But 
if I'm not going to get them, mm-hmm. do I want to be, do I just want to be uh, lay in bed? I've always, that's always been a fear of mine. If I'm being a hundred percent honest that if I ever get to the point where I don't want to get out of bed, I know, I know something's wrong yeah. because something has critically shifted in me because I've never, I haven't had it yet. I mean, there's been some times, there's been some things, I mean, that are definitely worth hitting that point or, or, or at that level where you go, okay, I'm just not going to do it today. Mm-hmm. Just I can't deal today, but I haven't hit it yet. I mean, and I hope I don't. I don't want to do that. I don't want to go. I always swing my feet over, mm-hmm. put them both on the floor, and even on some of the worst days, yeah, you know, just go, no, I got to I know if I get up and I start to move, get my blood moving. Right. Simple things like just drink, getting some liquids. Right. And then start doing something and then get some momentum, just a little momentum, you know, going. Then I will, then that, that, that uh, wears off really quickly. Yeah. I can tell you, I've been there, you know, and uh, that was one of the best pieces of advice to get me back on track. When I when I was going through that point in my life where I, I couldn't swing my feet over, I couldn't get any momentum. I just I would put my head under my pillow and and not move, you know. And to be in that state, it's it's completely miserable. But what gets you out is exactly what you just said, man. The little things. Get up, make your coffee. Yeah. Just get up and make your coffee. Yeah, and you then know? just take it like one task yep. at a time. Like the I know a lot of people task. who have like anxiety because mm-hmm. they may have like so many different things that they have to get done. Yeah. You know, and they say, okay, don't look at the list. Just look at, okay, this is my next thing. Yeah, yep. one thing Tackle at a time. That, check it off. Yep. Okay, now yeah. the next one. Yep. You know, because you can take it in like little bites at a time versus trying to yeah. what's eat first, it all at what's once. next. Right. Yeah. And that's, I think you're right. That even getting kind of circling back to people that are maybe have an idea to start a business or people who are in the first stages of it or even, hell, just problems that arise later. It's doing one thing at a time. You can't, the reality of most things in life is you really, and it's this cliche because we've heard it many times, you can only do what you can do. There are only so many, we've heard it, there's so many hours in a day. That is all absolutely 100% true. You can go pretty far without sleep, but you're going to hit a wall. Mm -hmm. You're going to get tired. It's going to happen. The sun is going to go down Mm -hmm. and the next day is going to start over. And that's where I think sometimes, especially for us in our industry, and maybe y'all too, it's just so much of it's deadline-driven. Deadline, driven. deadline, oh, yeah. deadline, deadline. You have to get to a point where you go, we can't hit all these. The end. You can't do everything. Yeah. You're going to have to do what you can and put some of it to bed the next day. It's just going to have to be the reality of it. And I think so often that stress in business comes from, or those feelings of fear come from taking too many things in because you're going, I need it. There's a fear that it won't be there tomorrow, that feast and famine. Mm -hmm. And so you take scarcity. Yeah. Scarcity. scarcity. Yeah. And you're, you're operating from that. So you take as much as you can and then you realize, Oh, I can't even do all this. Mm -hmm. And then you're in a cycle of that. Bam, bam, bam. You're never, never balanced out. Right. You know, and a lot of beginning young businesses I see do that. They're like, we're going to take it all. We're going to do everything under the sun. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, five years later, it's like, oh, God, we can't do this. We got to tighten this up somehow, or we're going to do this for 20 years this way. Yeah. And it's going to be a wreck. 
Ashley uh, and I were talking in her office one day, and, um, and Ashley's our, our regional president, and she was just she she can see me hit those points where I'm, I'm pushing really hard and, and to an unhealthy extent, and she was just uh, encouraging me like Kyle, you, you got to create that reserve. I said, what are you what are you talking about? Like I'm thinking she wants to see this out of me because I, I was I was telling her like your your approval is ultimately what I'm seeking, but she's not that type of uh, of supervisor. Mm. And I was like, just kind of threw me off at first, you know, because I've never worked for a person like that before. And uh, she's like, you got to create that reserve. I was like, you mean slow down? Come on now. Are you kidding me? (laughs) What does that mean? You know, come at me with that. But uh, when I finally got it and I realized how to create the reserve, man, I was more effective. Things, just less things slipped through the cracks. And once again, goes back to, Mentally, I was just more healthy. I was so how, happier. How you did know? you create the reserve? Setting upfront expectations for one. You know, hey, you know, I want to. Of course, let's say hypothetically, you're you're my uh, you're my client. You want to get this thing done. You're like, hey, how, Kyle, and you get this asked a lot. How fast can you get how this fast? done? Right. Yeah, I, I, I do. I deal with that every day <laughs> hey, of the week. Yeah, because well, that's one thing you had coming from Derrida down to Lake Charles. Derrida doesn't have nearly as many banks, right? Yeah. When you have more more competition right yeah speed kills that's more pressure more expectation okay you know so first of all i had to understand okay what what type of relationship do i want to have what type of relationship am i trying to seek am i seeking the person that's going to be like that towards me all the time and unrealistic or if i set that expectation and this is what this is going to look like and these are the time frames that they're going to get done. This is my, and I always like to tell me, this is my goal. My goal is to get this done by X date. And usually X date to create the reserve mm-hmm. is plus three. Mm, three gotcha. more days than I, than I know that I can actually get it done. Right. Because I, I've done it before. But then I lose family time. I lose my own time. Right. Like I lose everything else. I had three days to that day. And this is my goal to get this done. Right. And what often happens is that I operate a pace and get it done usually one to two days earlier than I told them already. Yeah. But I had the the reserve, as she said. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is such a more comfortable pace to run at. And, and deadlines still get met. Expectations were laid out very clearly up front. And then obviously just keeping them updated. Like, hey, this is this is where we are. And the things that I can control, you update. The things you can't mm. control – you can't control those so let's not let's not focus on that that's gonna yeah. it, you know we just don't have the control over it so you have to relinquish some of that control if you are a control person um and allow that allow what you can to control to actually do that and uh set a realistic expectation because if not you're gonna you're no, gonna so thin and i'm happy i know it i'm helpless to sorry for interrupting the conversation but i have something i need to tell you about You may or may not know this, but this podcast is produced in the city of Sulphur, Louisiana, one of the sister cities that make up Southwest Louisiana. All of my childhood memories are wrapped up in the city of Sulphur. It's my home, and it's been a good home for most of my life. There is a growing diversity of unique businesses, services, and events in Sulphur, each with a rich and colorful story to tell about their particular place in this little jewel on the west side of the Calcasieu River. My mission is to promote good news, to put a positive signal out in the world. That's why my team at Parker Brand Creative Services has created the new brand, Sulphur Today. Here's how it works. Post your Sulphur event, service, photos, videos, or information using the hashtag Sulphur Today. 
That's it. My team and I will scan and curate those posts through the social media platforms we've put in place. Before you make your post, just type hashtag, that's a pound sign for the folks that don't know what a hashtag is, and the words sulfur today with no space. My team at Parker Brand is monitoring this tag right now, and they're ready to create positive digital curb appeal for our city by sharing all the very best Sulphur has to offer through the Sulphur Today social media pages. As the Sulphur Today project grows, we will be scheduling interviews and video sessions with businesses, events, and services so they can tell their story of Sulphur Today in a series of ongoing micro-documentaries. Look for the eye-catching Sulphur Today sign when you're out and about and be ready, we may be stopping by to visit you for a photo op. And don't forget to stop by the Parker Brand Creative Services Studio in Sulphur to grab a Sulphur Today decal for your vehicle or business. We want people visiting our area to know that they can find all the wonderful things we have to offer with ease and be a part of our history by utilizing the Sulphur Today pages or by searching the Sulphur Today hashtag. Do you wanna help us tell the story of Sulphur Today? Here's what I need you to do right now. Visit and like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash sulfur today. And be sure to share positive sulfur information and post often using the hashtag sulfur today. Now, back to find the good news. I've seen that change. Whenever we were recording Nikki's episode and I had to jet out of here, I had five loans. Oh my gosh. In one day. Yeah, that was a cl- and I remember telling Abby, I said, Abby, <clears throat> I'm like, thank you for all your help. We are never doing this again. Yeah. <laughs> you we, know, like we're going to space it we out. We dubbed it you know, the some, full Frugé. We, we just had a lot because we really do have deadlines. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because like you had, there's certain things that you have to disclose so many days before you can actually close yeah. whenever right. it's like a personal real estate deal. And it just happened that lots of people had really tight contracts because yeah. of the time that it got yeah. to us or things that got delayed. And I was like, oh, we're going to make it happen for them and we're going to do it. I was like... But we're not going to do this to ourselves like, yeah. on a regular basis. Well, that, yeah, because then like, that becomes the new normal. This is not going to be right. the normal. Yeah. yeah. And that's hard. I mean, that's a good point for people listening, too, to take away from that is that, you know, you can you can get to stages in your life where you have set this new normal and you can't get out of it once you get into it because then it becomes the expectation. And once people begin to expect that as the normal, when you have when when you run out of the, your steam, just runs out, and you go, look, my my for me, like okay, I'm 45. It, it takes a toll on me physically. Like my health changes when I am caught in that stress box mm-hmm. constantly. Right. And so when I started pulling back, I'm not gonna lie, there have been clients that I've had to kind of go, hey, I can't work with you anymore. It's nothing against you. You're just in a pace. That is no longer the pace I can live at. Yeah, and if I if I can kill myself <clears throat> and destroy my health for me and my family, and which is only going to put me in the grave sooner by continuing this relationship in this format. Huh. And some have remained, and we've reworked the structure, and some just aren't our clients anymore. And I had to be okay with that. Yeah. And it's been it's made us smaller and uh, more focused on the people we do have and the people that do work within those structures. Because when it, I've run into the same thing and that padding and all of that, that reserve, we call we structure all our projects that way. And what I would see and learned over the years is that we have a media deadline, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I would see, after I did my, my projection, I go, this is an unrealistic deadline. Everything's now 
hoghead cheese is what I've called mm-hmm. it. Everything's squeezed down into this little tiny container. I'm like, there's no time to do the work well, proof it, give the time some clients some time to proof back and forth, and then get it off to the media in a reasonable way. If I say okay to this every day, all day, all the time, this is the new normal. Constantly in hoghead cheese zone. Mm-hmm. And what I found out over the years is that those media deadlines are arbitrary. They're setting, they're creating a reserve for themselves. They have a real deadline that's two weeks. And I'm going, hmm. So everybody's tracking back. And the reason they're doing that is because they know there's always somebody catching their tail. I said, but we've, we're creating a system of everybody constantly catching their tail mm-hmm. by creating too many layers of reserve. So it's like, why don't we all. Right. Find out what the real actual day is, and we all work at a reasonable pace, but it's all fear. It comes from fear. Right. I'm afraid I'm not going to get that ad in. I'm afraid I'm not going to get it to them. I'm afraid I'm not going to get the buy, and it's all just backtracking on fear. Right. A lot of businesses, especially ones who are kind of just starting out or who may have been established and just have been doing it one way for like a really long time, sometimes they have lots of different services Mm -hmm. and they're making themselves crazy by trying to fill all these different needs whenever only so much of that is actual like really good revenue generating right you know business they may be killing themselves over trying to offer these little one-offs right that take a lot of work that don't make them a lot of money and use a lot of their time yeah you know and so some of it is like saying no i don't i don't do that kind of work or we're not going to offer this anymore yeah and and cutting it out but you you are scared because you're going to be saying no yeah and what happens if i know because we have recently in the last two two to three years have done that well we did it slow so it's not like a big band-aid rip but it's Mm -hmm. like saying hey we're not doing that anymore and then referring it off to a company that focuses on this service Well, that's tough because you're going, but if I start doing this, will they not call for the other things? And we haven't experienced that at all. Yeah. We haven't experienced it at all. It's mm-hmm. been like, okay, no, we, we've structured things in such a way now where I can say, hey, we just don't do this type of work anymore. But I have somebody I can refer you to who does. I, I would have never done that a decade ago. But now it's like, okay, that's, that's the better way for us mm-hmm. to operate because we were we – were, Kind of like you said, you you get yeah. to a point where you're going, these things are not profitable, mm-hmm. but we're using them as bait. But the work to create the bait is more work than the actual work we right. want to be doing, you know. So, yeah, it's weird little things like that will stress you out for years and years. It's amazing what honesty will do, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. When you're just That's honest true. with yourself and you're honest yeah. with the, your clients, uh how, how much a better experience that you have and they have because you're just flat out honest. like And all of a sudden that fear goes away and and things just work out better Yeah, just tell me what you can do or what you can't do and we'll work within that framework and not stress each other out and get it done right we and i brought it up earlier uh not to beat on it too much but i've had a kind of a recent a negative interaction with a a company over some insurance work for my vehicle and i and it, it illustrates what you're saying they've nothing that i was told was done the way i was told it would be done and the product I received or the service I received was nothing like what I was told repeatedly. And what, what I learned through that interaction was how 
everyone first of all let me just say this everyone was friendly everyone was nice they they treated you they made you feel good to interact with them but ultimately all of that was just to get us to to give them money and so what i learned was how painful that dishonesty is right mm-hmm. like now because now i'm having to chase to get the work redone and they've disappeared and all that honesty that i thought i was getting was really just a front and so i'm having to struggle with this because i haven't had a, an interaction like that in a long long time and so now i'm going man how do i trust that authentic that in someone who seems authentically uh honest you know but they're really the honesty is really just the front to get your money so they can you know kind of shyster you right so it's just been a weird experience for me and when you said that i was like yeah i remember that more than the 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 transaction the money which goes back to our original part of what we talked about more than the sting of the money is the feeling of almost like betrayal yeah like oh wow you totally betrayed my trust yeah. I gave you my trust and you betrayed it. And that's heavier for me than the financial loss. Yeah. I'm having a harder time dealing with my own ability to navigate. And I'm happy. I know it. I'm I hate to pause the program, but I want to ask you something. Did you know that you can help me and my team at Parker Brand Creative Services grow the Find the Good News signal? For less than a fancy cup of coffee, you can become an Early Risers Club patron on our Patreon page. What's Patreon? Well, it's a way for creators to fund their projects by pooling support from those really passionate people that believe in what they're doing. Do you believe in what we're doing with Find the Good News? I hope you do. We believe that there's already enough negative news in the world, even right here at home, and that good people doing good works deserve a platform to speak from too. That's why we created Find the Good News, and we believe in that simple mission. Maybe you believe in it too. If you do believe in finding and sharing good news, then head over to our Patreon page right now or check out the link in the show description. For a commitment of $3.33 a month, you can join the Early Risers Club of Find the Good News Patreon supporters and get access to The B-Sides, a patrons-only podcast with the crew behind Find the Good News, Parker Brand Creative Services. Each time we level up, the Patreon rewards will get bigger. If you're tired of old news, bad news, and fake news, help support Find the Good News at patreon.com slash findthegoodnews. That's patreon.com slash findthegoodnews. Now, back to the episode. tell me you're going to make your payment you don't make your payment like that hurts me more than you're not making your payment right, right? yeah you right know, like, you're not the payment at the end of the day right yeah. like it's it is about the money but it's not about the money at the same time right. it's yeah about, it's very strange right it's about kind of like that relationship that you're yeah. building it's all intertwined uh-huh. what about whenever you know you're being so sincere and it's just flat out you know somebody's being ultra cynical <laughs> yeah, yeah you're like am i really coming off like that like because there's this perception sometimes with 
folks that have a lot of energy, like they're just trying to shyster you, you oh. know, from the ones. Yeah. And so I fall into that trap. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm like, no, I'm legit. I'm just excited that you're here. Thank you for the opportunity. Like, okay, no, literally. Uh, right. There's no way anyone could be this. Yeah, they're, they're like, they don't. And I'm they like, don't no, no, but you. seriously, like, trust me. And then they're just like, they walk away. And you're like, dang, man, like, do I need to tone it? I you don't know, know what it is? I think it comes from people who have probably been they, hurt or fired yeah. or something like that because yeah. it is strange i mean i i get it i've talked about smiling a lot on my show and i get that reaction like i purposely when i go into a store i sort of perceived short short recap is that i was perceived a lot of scowls when i go shopping like people are like don't talk to me don't look at me i'm just and it's almost like we're afraid to interact with each other and I noticed that shopping seems miserable for so many people. So I thought, well, I'm going to brighten my face up on purpose when I go shop and just smile at people, even when they have a scowl. Well, I've been doing that a long time, and the reactions I get are mixed. Like, some of the reactions are apprehension. Like, yeah. why are you smiling at me? Why are you Why are you being friendly to me? Yeah. You know? Like, don't you know we don't do that out here in the world yeah <laughs> and I, I i have received that and it and i think it comes from people thinking you want something yeah from them and uh, on a similar topic so when i run into people that i recognize mm-hmm. i tell them hi like even if i don't really know them or i didn't know them because i'm like well what if i don't tell them hi and then yeah just right think, like, go I'm for a jerk. it yeah right so i'm like i would rather be the weird person that tells you hi because you don't even though they don't really know you, but yeah. they, you had that semblance of like well, you put yeah, the ball like in their court versus the opposite where I come off as cold. Right. I had that happen with somebody recently and they were like, yeah, I thought you just didn't want to talk to me. And I said, yeah. I just didn't know if you remembered me, mm-hmm. but it was that my assumption. If that you just said right. hi. Like I had to like, I had to choose. I'm like, okay, I'll just be yeah, like the weird yeah. person who's like telling people hi yeah. versus trying to come off like, it's way less awkward when you walk away knowing that you were proactive in the high because you don't walk away going like well maybe i should have said hi no Mm -hmm. you did and like i said you leave the ball in their court and you can walk away Mm -hmm. with a clear conscience someone shared something i don't know if it was like a little meme thing but i read it and i was like oh i like this this is kind of sticky it said instead of telling our children don't stare tell your children teach them how to say hello yeah i was like oh and i thought about it really i was like think about that for a minute i go yeah that's true like we we teach them to not stare and we say don't stare that's rude instead we should just be saying hey and if you're going to look at somebody just go say hello and introduce yourself mm-hmm. that's a you good know? good good approach to like, that. Huh, and really that flips that around a little bit it does. this has been really fun yeah you know i think I, I think people listening will get what y'all shows about and the personalities that's what yeah. i was hoping you know because it makes it special like i said no you could you could put two different people on tower hour yeah and it's not going to be the same that's like it and this may sound terrible but i actually don't care that we're doing it for the bank anymore (laughs) because (laughs) i just get so much out of it personally you know sitting down with people and sharing their stories i'm like well it's been worth it like all the ones that we've done so far just to me you know and and getting to like sit down with them that i'm like well, who cares if it actually worked for marketing? You yeah, know? right. It's interesting but, you say you know. that because I actually kind of, it's in a weird way, I have the same thought. I go, yeah, we're doing this service for FMBD to produce this thing, but I actually want to know, like, who, who's coming in? Oh, yeah. good. I get excited because yeah. I'm going, okay, I get to meet somebody. Uh-huh. Like when Nikki came in, you know, that was a great one. And it hasn't launched yet, but I mean, 
it was great because I go, you know, you you said it. We see people on a billboard, mm-hmm. and we don't know who they are. We think we make assumptions about them if we even know who they are. But with and she was one of those people that was in that category for me. You know, I was like, well, I've seen her, and honestly, I know nothing about her. I knew she was. Uh, her family owned Nina Peace. Yeah, I mean, I'm being honest. I knew great that, sandwiches, and that she may have worked there. Yeah, and you know, it's crazy. I'd never eaten there, but oh. I knew who they were because yeah. I'd seen them when I first moved back to Lake Troll. I'd see them all lunch on billboards and lunch like specials. Really good. Yeah. Okay, so well, so yeah. I need to go one day someday when I <laughs> and then my plan life. to take a nap after. <laughs> yes, <laughs> zero productivity after. But she a sandwich. was definitely in that category for me, where I was like, "Yep, yeah, I've seen you for years. I know you do real estate, and that's like it, like it." Yeah, that's it. And then, you know, she comes in and tells her story and it's like just this jack in the box opens and all the stuff comes out. And I'm like, wow, this is an interesting person with an interesting story. Totally not what I could have been. My total takeaway of I sum this person up as blonde woman, real estate. Yeah, you put in this little box. I didn't know anything else. I mean, I literally Uh knew nothing else. And if I didn't have a chance to interact with her, I wouldn't. So y'all are doing something great with that. Like, pulling off those layers so people can see. I love that. Yeah. We feel like that's what what just good old-fashioned business is about. It's what it's always been about. And this is a platform for us to really highlight that. And, yeah, I'm with you, Lydia. I'm I'm just having a blast. I mean – as if we don't already look forward to Fridays, you know, for us, that's podcast day. I'm always text her happy podcast day, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So we feel like we've got a really good lineup. I know uh, next week we're going to be talking to somebody with a lot of good energy. And then uh, when we booked up September pretty quick and then yeah. October, I reached out to some folks uh, yesterday who are going to be really excited. And I think it's going to provide a whole different twist than w- the folks that we've been visiting with before. We're actually going to travel. Which oh, is gonna yeah, be, that's right. We're going to travel for that. We're going to go to their office. They've got another good office space to set up and, and talk with. But that's a family, third, three generations. Yeah. So it's going to be cool. It's exciting. And we love hearing people's stories. So if anybody wants to yeah. connect. Yeah, our, that's great. You know, local. Um, I, I mean, we're both kind of in the social media side of the bank. So I would say the easiest is probably find Bank FNBD on Facebook yeah, and, look and for shoot us like a direct message okay. and, and we'll work yep. to connect with them. That's probably easier than even yeah, doing and an it's email. It's on every podcast platform mm-hmm. that's out there and a few yeah. that are on the way. And then it comes out every two weeks. Right. And right. then it's a, it's perfectly digestible because I mean, I sometimes think like my show goes long. It's a long format, but y'all just right in that zone. It's like 45 minutes 45. to an hour. And I'm happy. This episode's Fishing for Goodies Fishbowl sponsor is Brimstone Museum and Henning Cultural Center in Sulphur, Louisiana. I don't know what you look for when you travel, but one of the things I look for when I'm putting together my itinerary is a unique museum or gallery in the city I'm traveling to. I do this almost every time I go to a new city, but if I'm being honest, I'm guilty of not always doing that very thing right here at home in Sulphur, Louisiana. That's really a shame because we have one of the most interesting, historically relevant, and culturally rich corners in any city in the country about two minutes from where I'm sitting right now. I'm talking about the Brimstone Museum and Henning Cultural Center. Have you ever really thought about why our city is named Sulphur? They've got a permanent exhibit on the history of the sulphur industry that answers that simple question and more. You really get a full scope of just how important the sulphur mining industry was to the development of Southwest Louisiana and the impact it had on the rest of the world. Yes, the rest of the world. 
On the same property, right next door to the museum, is the Henning Cultural Center, presenting some of the most interesting, modern, and culturally relevant local art shows I've ever seen. My dear friend Tom Trahan and the Brimstone Historical Society have really worked hard to give us this treasure, and it's a multifaceted jewel that I plan to take advantage of more often. You don't have to wonder what their hours are, or how to get there, or what shows are coming up. Just go to brimstonemuseum.org, like I did, and subscribe to their mailing list right there on the homepage. That's brimstonemuseum.org. Tom will make sure you start getting the announcements for each and every new show at the gallery. But you don't have to wait for the mail to arrive to enjoy this historical local treasure. You don't have to be guilty, like me, of overlooking a local wonder that conveniently sits next to the Grove, one of the most beautiful walking parks in southwest Louisiana. Drop in and say hi to Tom for me. Tour the museum and center, and make sure to tell Tom that you heard about Brimstone Museum on Find the Good News. Now, let's take that dive in the fishbowl. Now, at the end of y'all's show, you do a thing called the free fall. Well, I'm gonna, I don't want to tell people exactly what that is. So I want them to go listen to Tower Hour yeah. to find out what that is. But at the end of my show... We do something called the fishbowl. It's fishing for goodies. Oh yeah! yeah, yeah. So fishing for goodies is uh, yeah. Y'all are looking. I, I've at been it. distracted by the stickers. The stickers time. are yeah. yeah. Like, I've caught those. You like want to turn out. it around and look yeah. at all the cool. Some of them are old too. Some old stickers. But so the way this works is there, and the way I do it when I have multiple people is you just take turns drawing, right? But I'll tell you what's in there so you can kind of feel around. Though there's these big cards, and those are would you rather. There are small little slips of paper, and those are submitted by guests, or listeners, or me. And then there's these other things that are come up by a company called Better Self, and they're like playing card size mm-hmm. cards. And those are just all kinds of icebreaker type questions. How many do we get to do? So each I'm person, about you're it. gonna do three total, <laughs> yes. but you don't okay. do three a piece. Yeah. What you do is like if you draw or you draw, then we'll just discuss it. Gotcha. So whoever wants to go first, ladies okay. first. Okay. I don't even. I don't remember what you said about Just get us a good one, Lydia. Let's see. Ooh, there we go. I like the back of that one. Okay, experiences. What's one of your pet peeves? Ooh, pet peeves. Okay, so I'm a little OCD. Okay. Um, and since since we're in a, a marketing branding office, um, when there's like really giant typos, like places, <laughs> that is one of my pet peeves. Orin can attest to it. Yeah, I'm bad about. They them. basically typos. added me to the proof things so that I could catch things thing. on the earlier instead it. of afterwards. When I'd have to be like, "Hey, I saw this." Yeah. But it really is. It is one of my pet peeves. I can't change that about myself. That's interesting. I'm an emotional I've just writer. Tried to change my approach to yeah. it over the years to be better. Yeah, <laughs> I have to. I have to write and not work. I've, I've learned that even back when I took creative writing in college. I have to write, especially if I'm going to write passionate romance copy mm-hmm. for a brand. I have to just write it and whatever comes out, and then go read it again. But that's the problem. Is uh, it gets back to timelines. Yeah. yeah. You write it. You read it. You think you've got it, and then it's like, man, I got to get this out. And then you get out, and you're like, oh no. Mm-hmm. There's this glaring error that you just your brain just walked right over. Yeah, yeah. like I have, um, I'm on Instagram at like high heeled banker, and I yeah. try to do like some different inspirational posts and stuff out there. Yeah, and occasionally like I'll be <clears throat> typing it and I'll put it in my notes, and it'll be like 3 a.m. in the morning when I've been up feeding the kid, and so <laughs> it like didn't 
you know, it didn't register some of the typos and I yeah. actually go and publish it and I'm like, oh, I know. and it like, like, I feel it when I do it even Me more too. so than when other people do it. So it's like yeah. a pet peeve for myself. I get it. You know, and then I'm like, I have to go back and edit it and fix it. Yeah. I was just talking about this on my podcast. I told somebody, I said, if you go, you, know, you can see how many times someone's edited a post. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you go back and look at something maybe that you liked that I post on Facebook, go look at how many times, because I'll go back and go, oh my gosh. Didn't like that. I didn't see it. Yeah. Or I'll just have like yeah. a weird typo and it'll, and I'll do it 20 times because then I'm going, oh, that sentence structure's all jacked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm so glad I didn't get that question. Oh, that's your question. No, no, oh, it's your to, question. Oh, I have to answer, answer it too. It. I thought I was in. I thought I was in a safe zone. I was like, no. thank goodness. I just get to go first on yeah. that one, so it means you more. Lydia. You had more time to think about it. That's right. That's right. You get to see what. She- <laughs> so I, I don't have. I mean, let me explain. I don't really have a pet peeve, because the things that would annoy me are usually I, and my wife is so wonderful about sharing this with me. Let me say, <laughs> is usually the things that I get the most annoyed about are. She she always finds a way to spin it into my deficiencies. Oh, so it's something you do. Yeah, like it's it's something you're annoyed about. It's like, well, it's, you do that. It's because exactly, ah, and it's because okay. of my own fault huh. and brokenness, like we talked about, that I realize that's why it's annoying me in the first place, and then so it immediately neutralizes the the peeve. Mm-hmm. So. I can't really I mean I can give you some examples of some times where I felt like oh you know that's but then it's like when they say like people aren't happy like with other people because they're not happy with themselves. that's it that's mm-hmm. the, that's my story so it's like where it stems from right I wasn't happy or mm-hmm. I wasn't uh in that situation and that's what got me it wasn't that this happens all the time because once I correct it mm-hmm. it's really no longer a peeve of mine you mm-hmm. know I just because I realized like gosh I do that all the time or well it's because I was thinking of it this way yeah and now i'm not being a kuya anymore and <laughs> okay it's interesting because you're basically describing what's a great thing is that people are mirrors they're the best mirrors right you're yeah. seeing in them a thing that you need to change in yourself so that's you may that's, have to change them just change it in yourself yeah like i don't mind different color pencils or even even a good t- i love a good typo okay every now and then okay <laughs> what kind of so i like to change the variations of y'all sometimes you know i'm okay with that but so I, like I said, most of the time it comes to my own fault if I'm, you know, peeved about something. Yeah. So that's interesting. So there isn't one thing like you just go, this drives me crazy. No, nope, no. Nope. Wow. Even a personality type. Um, I used to think that folks that um, I don't want to, I don't want to label a certain career path, but it's those that have the personality basically completely opposite of me. Um, I always challenged uh always found struggled like connecting with those folks and so sometimes it, it was it bothered me whenever i realized okay i am dealing with this type of person again but once again it just came down to realizing like well they're probably feeling the same way about me <laughs> so, yeah. okay so maybe who needs to adjust here and that's whenever i okay so i know whenever i identify that type of person who has that particular type of need instead of telling him or waiting on him to ask me to hit the brakes a little bit why don't just go ahead and pre-hit the brakes and understand and appreciate his personality and adapt to it yeah instead of being offended by it or being scared of it yeah so once again that kind of corrected that problem and so yeah i don't know i got nothing guys that's interesting sorry about that i also don't like the sound of fingernail files oh yeah that's so i'll say another one since kyle yeah that's what a good partner's for Mm -hmm. what's your other one 
Oh, and that's it. Fingernail files. Yeah. Like I hate oh, I the see. noise of yeah. a fingernail file. I can't deal with it. Or clippings. I know I used to, I, unfortunately, I'd clip yeah, my nails. That, like all of that. Like clink, whenever, clink, like clink. if I go oh. get manicures or pedicures, <laughs> yeah. it's not as relaxing as it should be because those noises. Yeah. You I might have like to them. do like a, one of those, those earmuffs yeah, you while you do your nails listen to like or listen to a podcast. Something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen to find the good news. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I guess I don't know. I mean, I've got some, they're all over the place though. I could sit here and probably do a whole podcast about things that probably just irritate me. If I, I know for me, not in the, so much the specific thing is I, I always compare it to just slipping off of a roof and, and just sliding all the way to the bottom of a hole because once I start focusing on one, mm-hmm. oh, I yeah. have to be super careful because yeah. I'll be off. Oh, I'll yeah. be off and have to climb back out because I'm like, man, now I'm on. Now I'm complaining. Complaining mm-hmm. is just so seductive. Mm-hmm. And once you start, I mean, it is. It just draws you mm-hmm. in further and you further. You open up the door. Yeah. And then more walk through. Totally. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a good question. All right. Look at wait. <laughs> there's a lot in there there's a there's lot so, I mean, much. so many people just go right off the top but man do get in there get deep yeah tissue. i'm gonna need to reposition the bowl yeah. oh yeah totally yeah i thought this would be a lot easier to like swirl it around and really yeah. feel no, that's things what i was like wait there's it's so kind of like you like just packed. have to yeah packed you, it's you like your gotta, hand is the card because there's so many there's in here so much in there wait a minute wait a minute that's it. You got it. Mm-hmm. Got the one. God, what is it? Is it dragons or something? I hope so. There was that, somebody, we had two times somebody drew the same question about dragons. Okay, now this one's it's a pink card, and it's got a heart oh, with a circle good. around it, so it's going to it's gonna be really lovely. There we go. I like this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, list the five people you spend the most time with. How have they affected your behaviors, thoughts, and life? Oh, Wow. Okay, this is way easier than the first one that Lydia got. Thank goodness. Well, um, geez, let's just go ahead and start with the family. Okay. okay. I mean, that's that's the basic one. Uh, I'm gonna start with my wife and how she's. Uh, we you know we spend as much time as we can together, and um, you know we're having we've had three children at this point, but basically, like I said, she's been the perfect mirror to me. That I've need, and she's always the mirror that I need to look into mm. because I know that she's going to be honest with me 100% of the time, even when it absolutely makes me upset. Mm. I got to appreciate that. So it's affected me in, uh, in a lot of different ways. Number one, just being honest with myself, and which has helped me be just a better person, but helped me be the best version of myself oftentimes whenever she. She shares my faults, and not to the, the point where like she's nagging. Yeah. But just oftentimes I'm upset about something, and then she always calls to basically, Kyle, check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? So yeah. number one right there, my wife. Um, I wish I could spend more time with my dad now, but he, he's he got to come in there. Um, I mean, gosh, you know, I'm not going to go into a sub story, but I lost my mom when I was really young. And so my dad immediately – he and I both, uh, you know, he was he was the guy that uh, spent that through, and I seek still to this day, 33 years old, I seek so much of his approval. But watching him, he's affected me because of the way he's affected other people. And every time I run into somebody that knew my dad, it's always so positive, and it's always so much respect, and just how he changed 
environments and just how he moved energy mm. uh, whenever he went into rooms. And I was like, man, and, and just somebody like that. I mean, I'm just so proud of him. Yeah. And I wish I could spend more time with him. Obviously, we're, you know, with being married and having children and working a lot. Every chance I can, I try to get, we got to see him last night. He came and uh, watched the kids while me and my wife had a little date night. So that was great. Um, at this point, I'm going to save the last three for my children. Okay. Yeah. Once again, it's the easiest big part of the people that I hang out with a lot. And, uh, you know, just start with my son, Finn. He's six years old. I'm so excited to have a kid like him because he's he's not anything like me. Um, I mean, there's there's certain things, but for the most part, he's he's got these character traits that I'm really excited to watch grow. He's so uh, intuitive. He learns. He's very intellectual. He's, uh, he's very sensitive. And... He's competitive. He's he's an athlete. He can play whatever sport he wants to play. Um, he asks great questions, and so he's always challenging me to come up with the answer or solution for him. And so he's been a lot of fun to hang out with as he's gotten older. He's he's getting into basketball now, even though um, he has he ch- he has some challenges shooting on a ten foot goal. He still tries. He does it the best he can. And, you know he'll he'll make them now. And so it's really exciting to see that his he's physically grown, but then now that uh, my wife's working with him in school, listening to how he's how they're learning and how he's learning different things all day is great. I'm also a very proud father of two daughters. Man, man, shout out! Those are game changers when you have those daughters. My uh, little girl Millie, who is my princess, and I have nicknames for all three of the kids. So Finn is Baldy, which if he knew I was saying this on radio, he would kill me because <laughs> he don't want me to tell people that in front of people. How old is he? He's six. I say Baldy, you know, and um. And then I always had a song for them growing up. But Millie is Princess Yu Yu. I don't know where that came from. Uh, and then my youngest one is Princess Gudaruki. Now, what's that? I don't know. You just made just it up. came up with it. So I call her Rook. I'm like, Rook, what's up, Rook? So she's she's going to be two in October. But so Millie, she's affected me. Like, oh, we get a daddy daughter day this Saturday. Um, so I got to go learn how to fix her hair and stuff. I'm really, I'm looking That's forward exciting, to, to get this because with three, I mean, you really have to balance your time, and you can mm. tell there's a lot of jealousy in between. And they're they're close in age. They're all yeah. two years apart, basically. So yeah. every odd year, you know, this would have been the tradition. So um, Millie, she's very independent, which is really unusual because um, Finn is so he has to be has to have attention. Millie's really independent, but we have our conversations right now. Um, she's starting to learn how to ask some really good questions and, and tell me how she feels about certain things. And, and coming from a, a young girl's perspective, you know, it's just, it's really different. And, uh, it's just definitely, of course, impacted the softer side of me. I mean, I just have incredibly hard time telling her no, because she's a princess mm-hmm. and she's beautiful, blonde, <laughs> blue eyes, and just knows how to pull my heartstrings. Yeah. And then you've got, so moving on to the youngest, who's Lucy. And uh, Lucy Ann, middle name Ann, name, name, named after my mother. Um, and normally it's, it's in sequence, so Lucy Ann is usually kind of how, or Rook. You know? uh. <laughs> so uh, so Rook, is she going to be two, and she's really starting to come in her own. That's the one that gotten sick. And this was, the, she was, she's impacted me. Um, obviously her spirit is very similar to mine. And that's she's the I can tell this from because like she will wave at people. She goes out of her way to reach out and connect with folks at at almost two years old, and that's really fun to watch. Uh, she's also the first time I ever had an experience where I thought I might lose a child. Mm-hmm. That was what I was sharing with you, Warren. Yeah. That day you're like I had no idea. 
guys, I've been telling you, that's I would wish that upon nobody, of course, and and those that have lost children. My gosh, I, I have mercy. You know, I pray for you. And so we had that connection. This was just in January, so this was this was part of this year. So um, hold her a little bit tighter most of the times because of that. Mm-hmm. But um, she's also just a, a blast to watch grow up and 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 watch her with that energy. Um, just when you start having children, you realize how small the world is mm-hmm. and how the biggest things in your mind are some need to be the smallest things in your mind because mm-hmm. the biggest things need to be those relationships with your kid and revisiting that joy that they bring yeah. to the world, you know? So th- those are my top five people um, that that have affected my behaviors, thoughts, and my life. Very close to, to you, all those people. Yeah. Right that's, inside your That's That's immediate my circle. immediate family right there, you know? And of course... I've got a, a, a top five, you know, professional. I mean, yeah, different tiers, di- different silos, tiers, but, but those. Are, I mean, those those are the ones that are going to be there. Yeah. You know, those are the ones that have been there, and so, um, you know, that's that's where that's where it all starts and begins for the top five right there. So that's a good list. Okay, yeah, I'm going to need the card. Okay, I have to reread it. <laughs> okay, now it says the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah. Oh, it does. Yes. Oh, so it wasn't necessarily family. But, but you do you spend want me to, Do you want me to answer it the same way Kyle did? Yeah. Okay. Sure. I'll, I'll do yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. So I'll go through my family first then. So Jeff, my husband, um, I joke not to like belittle him, but he's basically like Mr. Mom. Like he's the reason that our house stays tidy and clean. <laughs> <laughs> He's the clean one. <laughs> I may have more like patience with like the craziness of the kids, but he's the one that kind of like makes sure that stuff gets done yeah. so that like things don't pile up. <laughs> um, and then, you know, like at the end of the day is like my strongest source of support, you know, yeah. everything that you'd want in, in a partner, you know, that you're going through life with. Um, so to love him, he can see things more black and white than I can. Hmm. Like there's some things where I don't want to say I make excuses for people necessarily, but I see things maybe as more gray. Yeah. And he's just very firm like that's right or that's wrong, hmm. like that's good or that's bad. I see. Um and I don't think it's necessarily a bad point of view. I think it has a little bit of a balance. Yeah, sometimes you need that and sometimes you need mm-hmm. some gray too. So yeah. to kind of kind of work it out. Um Scott is the oldest at 21 months he's tons of fun um he pushes me especially being like new still fairly new mom right now he's he's in the age where he's starting to do things that he knows are good or knows that are bad that he's not supposed to (laughs) versus just like me needing to feed him and bathe him and you know right he's making some choices now (laughs) so uh we have moments that are challenging you know sometimes i feel like i'm being too strict and sometimes i feel like i'm necessarily you know not being strict enough you know it's just kind of a balance um because i'm trying to not be a helicopter mom you know yeah i let him about that i let him do some things that he'll probably end up getting hurt because if i don't let him like kind of bump his head then he probably will just keep trying to do it and i'll just Mm. keep trying to have to bring him like off the couch trying to jump on it you know so it's a balance and he's he has a little brother that i have to tend to too so sometimes it's just kind of like i can't just like only tend to him you know Um, but it's a lot of fun. It's so cool to see how they pick up on 
things and learn them or discover them for the first time, which I think is neat to see as parents. Yeah, like, for sure. I agree. Right? Like the first time they see something, the first time they say certain words, you know, and just kind of seeing those those milestones the first time they're able to experience things like the zoo, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. just so cool. And then, um, and he's, he's go, 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 high energy. Harrison is laid back. He's, really? He's just like a little, just a little, little bundle of joy. That's the one you said right just now. doesn't, just chill. doesn't cry. Yeah, he's, he's just chill. He still only eats like four ounces at a time. And once he has what he needs, he's like, okay, I'm wow. done. Takes Envy his that. time. <laughs> and Scott was like, nice. I'm having seven ounces Life and goals. I'm having it in like five minutes. You know, like he was like done fast. So it's very interesting to see yeah. kind of how they're different so early on. Um, but he has such a sweet smile. He only chuckles at a few people, and I'm one of them. So oh, lucky. <laughs> um, but we'll we'll see as they continue to kind of grow up, um, how they interact and yeah. and push us and and grow us as parents. Um, I would say one of the other people that's impacted my life. I don't necessarily get to spend as much time with her as I want to, but I have an aunt um, who never had any children as of her own, um, but she basically took all of her nieces and her nephews and now like her great nieces and nephews kind of like under her wing yeah and um one of the smartest people i've ever met like basically photographic memory um that's cool things she's an attorney like so smart so articulate and um she's fun because she has an opinion but she she does it in a fun way yeah you know, she has a great approach about her and then also is very creative and, like, decorates cookies and stuff and was one that I remember, like, one one summer we spent a week and would go to Rayo's over in Beaumont doing cake decorating because she got us linked up to do that. You know, just, that's like, cool. fun aunt, you know. That's nice. Just kind of, like, that's that's who I want to be, like, to any future, like, nieces and nephews yeah, that I have. Yeah, that's cool, man. You know. Um, so I've always, always looked up to her and then I'd have to say Ashley. So I've had the pleasure of working with Ashley, you know, for, for a very long time. Uh, For, uh, I was already like family friends with her and then had the pleasure to work for her. Like my first job kind of out of high school. Um, I was just a teller, but she's been like a great mentor to me. So as far as like professional mentor Mm -hmm. or person, if I had questions to, then then that's who I would go to. Yeah. You know, and she helped me because of course in in any kind of business, right? Like it's about sales, it's about production, but she she really helped me frame everything to see people at the end of it, which is what I needed to be able to be yeah. motivated to do my job yeah, because that's... I couldn't do it for the sake of meeting a goal or meeting a number, right. but I could do it if it was like, Hey, these people aren't going to get the same lo- level of service or care, you know, banking with XYZ bank as they will get if yeah. they get it from you. Yeah. So just be there, be a resource for them. You know, it's kind of like yeah. that style approach. Um, and then that's an important lesson. I mean, yeah. that there's people at the end of the numbers. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not. Yep. I like that. Yeah. And she and Karen are both, um, both mentors in the way too, females in banking and finance, because it's only recently that females have started to get more onto the heavy handed lending side mm-hmm. or up into, you know, the higher levels of, of banks sure. and the organizational structure. Yeah. Um, and I think 
you know, my, our generation is going to see that change. We already see a lot of that as far as the pipeline goes, building up. But they were part of the beginnings of that and just the examples that they set for us. So I I look up to them. And um, I was always one of the people who it helped me to see someone do something and watch how they do it. Mm-hmm. And then I would just kind of like take and glean the different things that I wanted to incorporate or or make it my own, but to have examples that I could follow. Yeah, not just right. not just hear about it, but to actually watch yeah. and see yeah. firsthand. And then my my personality. So if I don't respect you, like as a person and for who you are and character, it's really hard for me to follow yeah, leadership. Yeah, I, I, that's definitely like, how I am for I'd, sure. I don't want to say I don't like acknowledge leadership, but I have to have respect yeah, established that's key there. for me, for sure. And so that, that's one thing. That has never been a question, and I'm so thankful for yeah, that. That's awesome. Can I, I share a thought that. with you real quick, Lydia? Sure. So I've, often, I've thought a couple times you made comments about uh, you know ladies in the, the banking workforce and how they've taken these leadership positions. And I, and I just always look at us as – I just I think we're going to work together for a really long time. Mm-hmm. I feel like that. And uh I know at some point if you ever take like a, a higher leadership role, dude, I would, I would so work for you. Like I know that for a fact and uh it's it's not often been my nature to want to like step back and not but like I just know with her vision and the creativity that she has and the way she does connect and what she does so well, like I can get behind that and I can push really hard, you know. And so uh, just doing some foreshadowing for you, because I know if you think about that, I don't know if that's a role that you want. But Um, I think that I think right now what we're establishing in the bank is a lot of the future. Yeah, we're young. We're really young. And I think the working relationships that we have now are that eventually, you know, some of those other key roles. Yeah, we'll see the same people in them. Yeah. And how we've been able to work together for a long time we'll, yeah. we'll come back around yeah. full circle so true yep mm-hmm. man those are really great lists i hope those people listen well i mean the little kids the, the kids can't right. but, but i hope those people hear that those things yeah. that y'all said i mean really i that i would i mean who wouldn't want to hear that kind of thing yeah, yeah. And, and maybe they can one day you know they'll listen in and they can well actually i mean the kids when i've right. done radio stuff they like to get on they, and listen to dad that's cool huh mm-hmm. yeah so i'll maybe we'll, we'll let them listen to when this one rolls out yeah, i can't get my kids to uh listen to my show yeah yeah they're just not i can get them to listen to other people's show and go hey mm-hmm. you might like my friend's podcast or whatever they I think but, well it's because they're i mean they hear me all the time yeah it's like, that may change though yeah maybe you know? well yeah I, somebody said that they're like you know maybe one day they'll that'll mean something to them <laughs> yeah when they're, they're yours are at a different age ours are still in like we're their biggest fans age or you know that phase so I think yeah. that's probably part of it too. I probably won't be as cool ten years from now. You know, almost, well, you're yeah. almost building a time capsule of sorts. Yeah. Sort of, yeah, right? that's true. Like they find out. They find out things sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, sit down there. They could go back and listen to. Yeah, I never to thought story, of that. Stories yeah. from dad. Yeah, I wish yeah. I had that. Hey, I mean, it's not going on a CD. Yeah, you know, it's not like it's a CD where it's gonna get scratched. I mean, what would that be like to be able to go back and listen to your parents have conversations about mm-hmm. important things? I think right. that'd be really cool. Pretty neat. Yeah, it would be neat. Man, man, think about it that way. Yeah, I got one more question. Oh, jeez. I know. Oh, that I was a good one, though. That was a healthy, meaty okay, question. I'm going to yeah. pick one of the ones that, like, someone else has. Yeah, because, I, like, I think back to the answer to that one. It's like, man, yeah, definitely work, because obviously we spend 40-plus yeah, been... a week with these people. This one is very different. Would you ever consider training for a triathlon? Oh. 
No. No. Because I do not swim. Oh. Like, or I swim, but I do not like to swim. Okay. So the running and the biking would be fine. But no swimming. But the swimming, I would... Why don't you I like just, to swim? I just... I don't know. I don't know if I just got like introduced to it like too late in life you get in the water and it's like what is this well yeah. i mean i like i like you know like occasionally going but that's that's just like not my thing you don't ever think like i want to go for a swim mm-hmm. though, yeah 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 now like running outside love it yeah like before i had scott i was training to do a um, half marathon I'd yeah up to like 11 wow. miles and now like part of the problems i'm having i'm in physical therapy working to try yeah. to get back on that same that same path and biking biking i don't wouldn't necessarily love it but wouldn't necessarily hate it but swimming it just i don't enjoy it you know it's so. interesting about those things i've never would have that's a question i never would have thought i'd have to answer but i had a um i love to swim i actually really love it but i don't do it enough and i think a lot of it has to do because i when i was a kid i couldn't get water well i still can't get water really mm-hmm. in my ears i have to wear something and so it was a hindrance and so mm-hmm. going swimming i always go oh, i gotta wear this thing and it made me not want to do it as much but i do love it yeah. and then bike riding when i was a kid how dude you couldn't get me off my bike mm-hmm. but bikes. then as i got older i ended up with uh something I had to have surgery and i can't sit on a bicycle seat like for more than i mean i barely can sit on it for 10 minutes without mm-hmm. having to get off and so that's another thing where i go man i really would like this but i just can't do it yeah. you know it's one of those things so i guess i couldn't do it either mm-hmm. Not, not really. I don't think I could swim no, swim or ride a bike for a no prolonged period of time. Yeah. Man, I found out a few years ago, we were in the pool, and I was trying to show off. And uh, <laughs> believe that, right? I was like, hey, babe, watch this. Watch this flip. And so I was, like, showing how fast I could swim. And then come to find out, she's like. <laughs> I love that. She's like, you're a terrible swimmer. <laughs> So it's kind of like when I discovered your handwriting. I was like, what do you mean I'm a terrible swimmer? Yeah. You look like a person who could swim really well. Yeah, you do. Well, I mean. <laughs> yeah, he does. That's what he told me. You it look like a person like who would have good handwriting. Like, you know, Kyle, I think you I figured yeah. you'd be a better swimmer than mm-hmm. you are. Hey, it was it was just a moment of humility, as you can imagine. But uh, I like that. Hey, the answer for me, though, is absolutely. Um, I'm an extremist when it comes to, like, pushing my body to the limits. Um, I mean, if there's a, if there's a physical challenge I'm going, I just, I'm going to do it, you know, to a fault. I mean, I've injured myself before and, um, but I I just, I love the idea of fitness. I'm I'm a fitness enthusiast. I like to exercise. I like to do all sports, anything that involves just movement of my body. I want to do it. And, um, so like biking, swimming, running. Yes, I'm all for it. Now, here's the catch is that when it comes to running, for most folks, most runners I see, you know, they got these really nice strides. And when I run with folks that are, you know, six, seven inches taller than me, I'm like two or three steps to their one yeah. or two strides. So I it, really yeah. got to get my little legs kicking. So, you know, even though it's a challenge for me, oh, all day long, though, I would still get after it and, and go for it. I love the bike. I do uh, spin classes and I like to ride my bike to the, to the gym when I can. Um, so yeah, one hundred percent, man. It would be. I think it would be a lot of fun just to, just for the sake of thinking. Like, could I do it? Yeah, absolutely. Let's yeah. do this. You know, yeah. my buddy Dan Smith. Uh, he in the running community, and most of them know him. They call him the Legend. He's he's a running machine. He's one built of for guys. it. Oh, dude, he, he started running. Uh, God, I don't know, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen years ago. 
to quit smoking. He was just like, well, I'm going to replace smoking with running. And it yeah. was just kind of like a, a hobby thing. And a lot better addiction for sure. Dude, he's so focused and he gets kind of extreme. And he just, and now he just runs these insane marathons. He had his toenails removed because yeah, he would run, run runner's toe yeah his yeah. toenails would like just bleed and fall off in his socks wow. like just that from running that's a his... thing so yeah. he went to some i guess he had plastic surgeon or something has toenails taken off so what he a... doesn't have to deal so with it anymore. i i wear a size seven shoe and i sized up to seven and a half so i wouldn't put as much pressure but it's that constant it's pressure that right? you're doing and it's like the the makes pressure sense. you're putting on like all those blood vessels i guess and, and that just pushes mm-hmm. at but, the ends of that, the extremities that just helped me you know yeah yeah, that makes sense. Up to seven he comes by here when I get here in the morning. Sometimes he, he, he runs down. Maybe, well, he runs all over, but uh, I get here about five forty-five some mornings, and he's. He, I'll see him come running by. You know, he's a, yeah. he's a running machine, man. No. I, I just I've never had. I like to run. I can't. I'm, I've got a problem with my left knee that just won't go away. So I, when I hit it really hard, I can. I love to go walking though. I'll walk mm-hmm. to Kingdom Come, but I can't run like I used to. Yeah. So I, all three of those, I guess, would be out for me. I couldn't. I, I just don't. But know do you I, want to? Do I want to? I've never had a desire to do that. No. No, I, I'm not. So, I, don't, I don't think my, I would want to. And mine's not from a competitive place. Like yeah. I've never been like competitive. Oh, I have to beat this time. Or yeah, anything. It's yeah. More, like for me, it's just more of the sake to say, "Oh, this is a goal I want to work to." Yeah, I, just want I, to I really like watching those guys mm-hmm. and gals do the CrossFit games mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's just so impressive. I mean, you got guys that can can clean a ton, but then maybe they can't do it. So it really is when they talk about it being the fittest, there's the strongest man competitions. It's all about strength. Yeah. But fitness is just a combination. Who's got the, who's got the overall average combination of strength and endurance. And that's when you're like, man, this person's just nuts. nuts. I'm laughing over here because everybody who really knows me, (laughs) I'll share this on the show, but everybody's about to really know me. I don't like sports. No, I don't. I don't like football, baseball, love you. basketball, hockey. I get bored to tears. And this is nothing against the athleticism and the you know those people who yeah, put no. the time into it. I, I mean, hear you. Props to them. But like even like uh, when I go to Sulphur High, you're gonna hate this. Like don't when say I go it. to Sulphur High football games, la, la 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 la. I go because all my sons in color guard yeah. and, and the band, and so I go to watch the band. That's mm-hmm. the good truth. And I try to I've tried to watch those games. I cannot do it. Yeah. And I go, hey, I'll just support the school. That's right. Brand wise, but I just just don't have an interest in watching this particular thing. So I just kind of tune out. But there is one sport that I love. Can I guess it? Go for it. It's odd, though. I don't, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna nail this for Lydia. You ready? Okay. okay. What is it? Curling. No. Oh, I knew. No. You want to take a guess? Take a oh, guess. No. Hot dog eating is a sport. Oh, oh that's such a good guess. No, lumberjack competition. Oh no, you, you're right. Those are Dude, awesome. Ever, ever since I mean, since I was in my 20s, when I first, I was like, this is a thing. I would sit and watch Dude, lumberjack competitions. It's and nuts. Sleep. I'm, I love watching them throw those axes and chop the tops off of those trees and then walk on logs and then just who can d- yeah. chainsaw all of it. I'm like, it's very unorthodox, but it is a really cool thing to watch. Oh, yeah. It is so different and it's such an odd category of thing, but I love wood woodcraft and, and outdoor craft and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I guess it's in that category. Yeah. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, there's people out there who like are really good at chopping stuff. I was I was in all the way. I was yeah. like, "This is cool." Found your sport. Yeah. <laughs> I found my yeah. sport. But have you seen the the little knife um, gauntlets? 
I say gauntlet, I don't know what it's called, but like a knife obstacle course. No. Where they literally take like a kitchen knife and they like have a bottle and like, or like let's say they have five water bottles in a row and they go. Oh, like they, I've seen people and then do that. And then they go to the rope and they got to go. And then they go to the cucumber. Yeah. Like they just make the little circle around and then, oh, there's a cucumber. Yeah. And and I am a knife with just a knife. You know, I do. I, I do watch a lot of videos about. I knife. didn't know if it was a chopping thing or it was just know. the wood thing. They do that though. Like uh, they'll cut through water bottles and rope and like yeah. different things to show mm-hmm. like a knife what it's good for. Yeah, I do like watching that on YouTube. I didn't know there was actually competitions though. Check check it out. The guy walks <laughs> around <laughs> decent sized knife and just chops various op- objects, and um, I think you'll enjoy it if you especially if you, if you like the the. Uh, the lumberjack games. I mean, many years ago, Michelle can attest to this. She'd come home at night, and I was in the, out in the backyard, had all my stumps out there, and I'd just be throwing a hatchet back there, <laughs> sticking it. I was like, "Hey, watch this!" I'm like, like a kid. Yeah. Hey, look! Yeah. I'm, look, I can stick. I would love for you to post a video with you doing that, like tomorrow. I'd sit out there until the sun goes down and throw my yeah. throw it. I was just it was relaxing to me. I guess it just goes back to liking being in the woods as a kid. Dude, I don't it's know. really not that different than no, archery not. or yeah, no. you know people who like to do target shooting. Yeah. yeah, it's in that kind of category, mm-hmm. I guess. And I mean, those things are sports. I think it's just in the traditional, like you know, yeah. football, soccer, baseball, football. soccer, basketball. Right. Mm-hmm. And I played those things as a kid. I just, I don't know, I lost my fire for it at some point, and I just kind of, man, I don't know why. Now, if yeah. one of my kids, this is the way it is with anything. If one of my children were doing it. I'd probably be like all back in because I remember um, in my previous marriage, my daughter was in softball, and dude, I'm screaming like everybody else, watching every you know oh, yeah. second of the game. Don't it's, miss a it's minute. It's taken me a long time to get appreciation for sports, like yeah. to keep up with. Um, I I say keep up with to have a tolerance of how much football is on. Like I have to do the fantasy football so that I'm like somewhat invested. And you get the stats. Way. You get to mm. do your stats. Yes. So I do that. And then um, baseball, I've grown to have a good appreciation for. Mm-hmm. But basketball and tennis have always been things that I'm more interested in because mm. it has so much movement. Mm. And it's very quick. Like That's the true. momentum can shift very quickly. Mm-hmm. And there, and it's very active. Yeah. That's, right. like, that's why I like to run because like you're constantly moving and yeah. constantly active. And that's, I can that's see just that. like the kind of Yeah, because football, you stop. Cardio. Sometimes you gotta take a timeout, yeah. stop even more. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get exhausted. <laughs> and I, yeah, I, I get and exhausted. Then, and I don't understand all the different yeah. kinds of like oh, structures and the players. Oh, and dude, I'm just nothing. like, I don't. When you compare a, it to the sports you talked about, appreciation for like people who understand yeah. the sport better. Yeah. Well, I, I find for football, for me, it's in the worst category of all the things. It's the most popular sport in South. A lot Louisiana. of stoppage. Lots. I mean, even just when I'm at those games, I just. It's like a whistle, a flag, talk for injury. a little while, then an injury. Yep. And then explain to the crowd or whoever what it was. And then <laughs> it's people. A false start. Oh, dude, and it just goes on and on. And I go, man, there's so little actual doing. Just, yeah, doing. And I just <laughs> no. go, man, I just. I, and, but the other thing in sports, I don't really like violent sports either. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really like boxing. And yeah. like, uh, like, I know that, that MMA yeah, and all that stuff's very popular, but I just can't watch people beat each other. I just, just not. Yeah. I'm not against it. I get why there are those people are pros. I don't like the sensationalization of too much of anything. Though. Yeah. You know, especially violent sports where it's just like a lot of a lot of smack talking and just being yeah. cruel to each other. I'm like, eh. 
I can do without that. I like so the much. Olympics. I like I like watching gymnastics. Yeah, Shout gymnastics. out. Winter Olympics is probably my favorite. Winter. Ice skating, yeah, snowboarding, like the different. I do like skiing. watching people dance. I do think I like that's that fun too. to watch. I can't dance at all, but I, I like watching it. Yeah. I do like watching people do things I can't do. Sometimes mm-hmm. that's fascinating. Just kind of admire that. Like, man, yeah, that, that'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. dunking. Yeah. Well, there is one last little thing yeah. on this show. It's better you in a box. We've only been doing it for like three episodes. And you <sighs> see that wooden box that's sitting right there. Oh, there's more stuff to Just pull from? Just one thing to pull. This isn't even for, okay. this is not a question. Do I put these back in the fishbowl? Let's just leave them out. I'm going to take a picture of them, share them with the audience. Okay, cool. uh, sure. So better you in a box is basically what this is, is a deck of cards that is hmm. a prompt to try to do something whenever you're whenever you can uh that might just shift up your life a little bit Hmm. it's an encouragement i don't know what they are there's a bunch of them in there we've had different things come out Hmm. but uh it's also for the audience this one's just really for the people who are listening to go hey you can you can choose to challenge yourself to do this like one of the cards said have a conversation with somebody that you disagree with that's a hard thing to do and i did actually have one and it worked out beautifully so lydia lydia's doing the honors yep ladies first Take the long way to work and use the time to think. Oh, what's the long way to work for you? It's all over, long, yeah, huh? Yeah, probably over any of the bridges. <laughs> yeah, so. you probably are. You already do that. Anybody, so people listen to the show from all over the place, but people who don't know, in Southwest Louisiana, we have two bridges. Yep. Sulphur and Lake Charles are like sister cities. A lot of people commute from one to the other. Right. And one of our bridges is under over going through some major renovations right now so we're down to having one fully working bridge which is really old and one our primary big loop is is the one that's down and we're there's two three hour delays a, a 12 hour 12 minute trip has been turned to two three hours mm-hmm. sometimes now every once in a while um we do go to derrider mm. and I, I prefer going 171 versus 27 just because of the the type of yeah, road highways better it's wider it you know yeah. um but that that really isn't a bad drive yeah, and, it, it's, and it's pretty nice yeah so that's some a forest good, in there mm-hmm. put on a podcast or yeah. just kind of get caught up thinking about different things you know so yeah. that that really is a good little drive i make. agree yeah what about you what's your long way you don't have a long way to work anymore yeah i really it, it's i mean i had to end up on the other side of the bridge i, I drive into sulfur every day and I mean, it's pretty quick zip. It's really not a long way, but one of the longer things I've, like I told you before, I'd like to ride my bike to the gym. Yeah. And so it gives me some time to not only physically warm up, but then like oh, mentally like warm up. Yeah. Just taking the bike. Yeah. So and that is a way you're doing that. Anyway. Yeah. Instead of the car, because I can get there in about three minutes. I live that close to the church and they have a little life center there. Yeah. And I literally take my bike now. It takes about seven minutes. Oh, yeah. But it's a little extra time. Um, now coming home. That's a different story because I do have to catch a lot of that that dense traffic yeah. coming through. But it's been a blessing in disguise because I used to be seven minutes from work there and from into Ritter, and now it's a, it's a good thirty minutes. And then the other day when two ten was stopped, it was an hour, and um, it usually allows my mind to unwind and think about the things that have gone on through the day so i don't just data dump when i get home yeah Mm -hmm. wife doesn't like that too much because she has had her full day of kids and teaching and everything else so Mm. 
kind of come, I, I can get back into that dad mode, service role, husband mode, and be ready for it. That's good. Yeah, and so I don't mind the traffic. I know I'm, I'm unusual when I talk about the traffic. No, like, I kind of like it sometimes. I'm not negative about it. I use the benefits too. of the traffic. Yeah. You know? I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I just try to, honestly, just, it's a good time to just get some yeah. quiet time, honestly. Mm-hmm. As long as I don't have the kids with me, then I'm, I'm good. <laughs> You're right. That's a different story. It is a different yeah. story. Everyone's got, yeah. I mean, <laughs> right. I'm, and I can be pretty patient. And yeah. I kind of, it kind of works people up well, a little yeah. bit. Me too. I try to be. I as don't long ever. As long as they're not screaming at me, then right. yeah. I'm pretty good. Yeah, true. <laughs> Mark, you got to draw one of these, oh, we, too. Y'all, on this one, since there's two of y'all, you're going to each draw. I love it. I'm going to go with that color. Oh, my gosh. So this is the same type of card that yeah, I got? This, this comp- yeah, well, it's a different deck. This is um, better your better you in a box, basically. It's kind of a... Wow. These are just prompts and things. The other ones are conversation starters. Okay, so this one this one's going to focus on relationships. And, oh. hey, I'll, hey. Be, I'll be honest. Y'all know I get long-winded. But occasionally, when my, when my deadlines do start chalking up and I know I get, thing, get a little bit more on my plate... Um, I'll tend to be a lot shorter-winded knowing that I've got to get to the next thing. Mm-hmm. However, not today, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> because we're going to keep the small talk going when you normally cut it short, is which that, I would never normally cut it short. So it's kind it of reverse. But yeah, keep, keep this, that small talk going. Maybe just a few more minutes. Mm. I bet you $5, not actual $5 if there's like 50,000 people listening, but I bet you $5 if you take the extra five minutes to finish that conversation or just go in a little bit more detail, $5, the response is going to be, man, I really enjoyed yes. this visit. Happened to me yesterday. Really when enjoyed this came visit. came up to my truck. I, could, mm-hmm. I, I thought that yesterday. Yep. So much you can glean. It's going to be worth it in the end. I could have given you the money and then said, okay, bye. But it was that those time we yep. spent and then got to hear his story and some details about his life, first name, middle name, last name, mm-hmm. how his situation arose. I can see you looking at him right now. You dense, like you it's can a see denser it. picture, yep. you know, and it was highly, way more valuable mm-hmm. to me, and hopefully to him too, you know. That's why it's important take the little extra time on those the things that matter. Occasionally, we have people who come in really just to kind of get coffee. Yeah, no, no, that just, happens every day. You know, if you have um, older clients who are retired who. It's just one of their things. It's yeah. kind of run to the bank. They might have like a little deposit to make, mm-hmm. and then they just kind of sit. And it's hang a social out and drink interaction, coffee, yeah. you know. And so when I do see like certain ones kind of hanging around, then you know, try to try yeah. to strike up a little Visit. bit of a conversation. I want to ask y'all, and we'll wrap it up. But I'm just curious because I have had this conversation with a few people about how small talk uh, is valuable. We have you know this month is uh, suicide awareness, mm. and that came up on one of the episodes about how we've we're all so busy in this world that we've turned a lot of our interactions into sort of just automated responses how's the weather how's the day how you doing and we say oh good good and we move on and we don't even mean them weren't even thinking about it they're just auto responses and that was one of the things that that the guy kevin yadis was talking about is taking that time to stop doing those little automated responses and doing just what that card says and go yeah let me go a little further. Hey, how are you? How are you really doing? Everything okay? And then really listening. Yeah. You know, that's so hard to do when you're busy, but the value of it. But then the other thing I wanted to say is I've had other people say, I'm just surrounded with time vampires. You know, sure. where if I see somebody, I go, yeah, I want to talk to them. But if I start talking to them, I know 
I don't even know how to get out of it. There's no way to get out mm-hmm. of it. You ever yeah. run into that too, where you're so, going, I got to get out like of this. Like for Kyle, because conversation comes so easily to him, like I could see where that would happen, mm. right? Big where challenge. he might have to, Big challenge. he might have to kind of like be like, okay, like actually close himself off in his office to get something done to yeah. knock it out yeah, because like he really wants to go out there and do that. Whereas me being a little bit more introverted, like my natural inclination is just to sit in my office because it's uh, easier. So striking up a conversation is harder. I'm not saying it is hard. Like yeah, I do but it I all the time, you, you know, but there's certain things that you're natural, naturally like leaning towards, but I guess you have to balance it for, yeah, for yeah. the day. And know? that's interesting place to land because I, I was, I want to tell people about that balance. I think that balance is what makes your show work one more yeah. time. I mean, getting yep. back to tower hour, Tower Hour, the podcast by Bank FMBD with Kyle Medier and Lydia Frugier, they balance each other out. Yeah, and they're man. great at interviewing the folks that come on their show. And I just think people who listen to my show, I really do, because I, I get to listen to y'all's conversations. I think if you like this show, you will like Tower Hour. Yeah. I think it's uh, I think it's something I would love to encourage people to go check out and then just get to know y'all better, too, because I think as it goes on, they're just going to do yeah. that. And they're going to want to gonna want to meet you. And when they do meet you, they're going to be like, hey. I listened to your show. Yeah, that's gonna <laughs> yeah. be that's gonna cool. be a really really cool moment there. And I it like was that. really nice being in this space with you on the yeah. microphone. Yeah, because like you cause never talk. Right, usually <laughs> you're there. Finally talking. Right, and kind of taking notes and stuff for us. Yeah. So thank you for now, this yeah. is for, like, fun. for having us. It's it's fun. And I got this sweet tower hour mug. I'm we got sweet mug. mugs too. Yeah, that's right. We traded mugs today. Mm-hmm. Mugs. I'm gonna take oh. a picture of them sitting next to each other. I'm gonna do a little post so people can people can see what it's all about. So special. Good day. A lot of good stickers in here too. Yeah, man, mm-hmm. stickers. We love stickers. I've always liked them, but this is a great opportunity for us to give them out. But yeah, so Tower Hour, they can, you can find that podcast at bankfmbd.com and you can just search Tower Hour on yeah. there. It'll take you to the page. They post all the podcasts there. But really, what I have discovered in, in producing it is that everywhere that you listen to the sh- to podcasts, just go search yeah. and, and you'll find it. Just It'll Tower be there. Hour. Yeah. All right. Thank y'all. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to this first episode of the new season of Find the Good News. If you're looking forward to another season of shows like this, consider supporting Find the Good News at patreon.com slash findthegoodnews. Share this episode on social media or leave an honest and kind review. You'll be helping make the good news signal even stronger. I appreciate your support, but most of all, I thank you for pressing play.